Oh man, welcome, uh, welcome back, John, to Red River Podcast, where we talk complete fucking nonsense. <laughs> um, if you want, I'll ask you what you've been watching. But I mean, for the most part, we'll just talk about the the new band that uh, you started up. And uh, I really wanted to talk to you also, just because like we're like older guys and yeah. we play music. You stopped for a little bit, so mm-hmm. I, to me, it's always like interesting. You know, like you're um so your lineage we could say is like tension to mm-hmm. earthling massive to mm-hmm. like jet black right mm, well you got from autumn to ashes in there oh too. yeah from autumn to ashes <laughs> to, to then jet black and then from there mm-hmm. you kind of like marriage. marriage marriage and kids <laughs> yeah. right so so like how does this new band come about which they're called uh, the give ups right right yeah so let's talk about it. Like how, how did, Definitely. yeah. How, how, how did, uh, how did this start? Why did it start? Obviously when people stop playing music, I'm, I'm just like, how, how do you stop? Cause I don't know yes. how, but I mean, you have definitely, you have a great family. Your wife is super cool. You have two awesome kids. So I completely get it. No. Yeah. My wife is awesome. I wouldn't be able to do any of this without her. She's amazing. Um, yeah. So the way we started this up was, um, an old friend of mine who I met in college in, at uh, Riverhead Suffolk back in like the nineties, his name is Jay Bennett. Uh, he goes by floopy. Everybody in the scene kind of like knows who he is. He's an old school, straight edge, hardcore kid. He's still straight edge. Um, out of all of us, he was like the first to settle down and get married and have a kid. And then, um, when my life started to change after jet black, um, you know, I, you know, things happened with jet black and we kind of broke up, we lost our uh, our singer to Helmet, and then uh, so it's it just things kind of just went downhill with that. But that was an awesome, that was a great time. That was amazing. It was a Me great, and, uh, it, basically it, everybody in tension except for Mike. It was a great time, and and you know to to cut in for a second, you know you posting that that picture, sure, sure. um, with me, you, Joe, Julie, like it really was a fun time. Yeah. Like we we I don't know, like yeah. you know I I'm one of those people that never wants to feel like my best days are be- like, I don't want to ever feel that way, but I do right, right. sometimes look back at certain periods and nights and hangouts and stuff where it's like, Oh man, that was a really fun time. And, and granted, yeah. like I'm, I'm ready to like fist fuck this year. So like, to me, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm always ready for like the next thing, but that That's was, great. that was That's such great. a, that was such a fun time. Jet black was such a big part of that. You know, the lounge, like everyone just hanging out, um, you know, so yeah, I just wanted to cut in with that. Yeah. No, absolutely. Those were, those were amazing times. I really thought before jet black, after I got off a, from autumn to ashes and I was trying to get myself situated in a career, you know, I went to truck driving school and, and kind of got my CDL and started making real money. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Joe Rubino and Dave Musser were just like, yeah, let's do this rock and roll thing. And I was like, yeah, hell yeah. And, and it just flowed. And then, you know, Case was there ready to sing and his voice, you know, the deal with Dave, man, he's like one of the best singers ever. Uh, it's no exaggeration, but yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 He is. His harmonies are dead on, you know, he's just un unbelievable as a singer. Yeah. Um, you know, and and so we we kind of got it together, but we didn't know like what it was going to do, and it kind of like became this thing, and and we really started getting. It was just like the old days, like with tension, where we had tons of people coming to our shows, except for like they were all like in their mid thirties and late thirties at the time. Yeah, and it was so cool just to see everybody come back and they're supporting us, and like you know, it just the social scene just started back up again. And like two thousand nine, I had a renaissance. I was 30, 34 years old, and 
and, we'll send and, them just hang- and also the combination of the Exploder One thing too. Remember? Oh yes, how course, much yeah. fun yeah. like those those shows oh, were. Oh yeah, and just like oh my god, like what a weird alter ego they created with yeah. Exploder One, you know. Yeah. Oh, they were. Oh, Exploder One was awesome, man. It was yeah. just so like all the covers and the fun. Yeah. You know, just all the sexual innuendos and everything. It was. Song. It was. It was very yeah. fun. It was really good times, man. Yeah. No, definitely cool. And I, I had an experience with being in a band with Dave Case before because we had Earthling with Jay Booty, and uh, Tracy Jorg and George Reynolds, not to name drop, but uh, that was. <laughs> That was like 2001, and that was cool too because I got to be in a little bit of a. That was like a buzz band, like we were mixing like drum and bass and techno with rock, and uh, it, you know it was around the time of Lincoln Park, so it was like wow, you know, we were kind of cool. But then that just kind of like, kind of came apart. I left, and uh, they continued on without me. But you know, it was awesome though; they were great. Atari Teenage Riot was uh, ruling yes. the world for a minute. Yes. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah, we loved bands like that. We wanted to to be the kind of band earthling massive just wanted to be the kind of band that we could play raves and play yeah. hardcore shows so there there were you some there, there were and, something and, there was something back then about like you know in that that time where like genre mixing was fun like it's like hey why don't we just try this and mix that mm-hmm. and it's like throw an acoustic here throwing like a drum beat here um you know yeah that that, that was yeah, a, yeah. also a fun time um so so time goes on yeah that obviously you stop playing and uh from there like i remember mm-hmm. just running into you and you're like hey man i got this thing going and uh i was like super happy mm-hmm. to hear because regardless mm-hmm. of even if you play one show a year even if you play yeah. two shows it, like it doesn't matter as long as you get together with your friends once a week once a month and mm-hmm. you write some music and you put it out. It's still kindly. It's still so important, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, and I do miss that. I just, um, you know, to go back a little, little bit before that, you know, I met my wife uh, during the jet black days and, you know, things went really well. And it kind of like, we were both a little bit older. She was 29. I was 35. So like we were both ready to like, you know, either make it or break it, you know, have kids, get married, do that. And I've always wanted to be a dad. So once that happened, though, that became my main focus. Like I knew that if I was to get myself involved in playing in music and stuff like that, I would neglect, you know, my wife and kids. And and that's something I never wanted to do. So, you know, I kind of like laid off for a while. I always played, you know, by myself and I just kept recording riffs and stuff. And, um, you know, out of the blue, this dude, Jay Sternkoff, who I used to, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, so say I, I was going to ask you, because like mm-hmm. as a guitar player, um, even yeah. for me, like, you know, when I write songs, like I always stack them. So you were kind of still mm-hmm. playing in that time. Like you still like, you know, when everyone went to bed, you kind yeah. of like played the guitar, you know, for like an yes. hour or whatever. And you're like, hey, maybe like one day. So what were you <laughs> what were you recording on? Because it always changes. Now we have like our phones where it's like, mm-hmm. hey, let me just like write down this riff. So what were you <laughs> recording the riffs on? Yeah. It was uh, first, it was just a voice recorder on my phone, you know, just using it up against my amp and on the, um, you know, the Apple voice memo or whatever. And then um, then I got an iRig and I started to learn how to use GarageBand a little bit. Okay. And started screwing around with that, started making some electronic music too with that. And, um, but yeah, it was, it was still, I always had a ton of material. And then I started really starting to focus on this, on this like stoner metal thing that I wanted to get going. And I had this drummer, this dude, Jay Sternkoff, I was tight with back in the day. Insane drummer. He played for that band, Contagious Strip. Um, 
you know, he hits me up and I'm like, yeah, let's jam. And then the, the chemistry was right there. So we started that, that stone and metal project called the Omega blackout, which we're still hoping to do something with, with Carrie, uh, with Carrie Merkel. From, That's right. Um, I totally, the great lie. The great lie. Yo, yeah. I love Carrie. Yeah. Carrie is like, oh, me too, man. He is, man. I hope that like, I would love to hear that because I feel like, I, I, I don't know if, what, what Sabbath shirt you're wearing or sweatshirt, but I feel like there, there, mm. there I feel like there was a time where somebody, you know, people, mm. all, all of us heard, uh, Sabbath number four, and they're like, okay, like mm, that yeah. created like a whole fucking genre. Like that record was yeah, just man. like everyone's like, hey man, I want to do that. So like whenever yeah. I hear, um, you know, someone wanting to 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 continue that lineage, it, it's fun, man. Like that, like if I could play yeah. like that, I would. So mm -hmm. I, I I hope <laughs> I hope Carrie definitely and everyone. Uh, uh, I hope that gets off the floor too. It will. It will. Carrie's busy with the great lie. They're doing amazing stuff. Carrie just came down. It's just me and a drummer that were doing it. And I was playing bass through, through a, uh, through an octave effect. So I was doing guitar and bass and a little bit of synth through the guitar as well. Oh, so but cool. like, it was like super heavy riffs, very catchy, very seventies. And Carrie came down and he just like nailed it. So that's cool. But like things, you know, our schedules kept getting crazy, but you got to remember, like, we're all like, middle-aged dudes with jobs and families and stuff and soccer practice takes precedence over band practice you know yeah so but that will be coming out i'm hoping by the end of this year me and carrie and jay can really sit down we have about eight songs that i oh. love and oh that's awesome. yeah yeah so i'm hoping we can you know either play a show or record um it's so awesome. much it's, cool it's perfect to like record so like at the end of the day i always tell people the same thing even if it dissolves, even like if like the best intentions don't come through, at least document it. If you have yeah, eight songs, yeah. record four and then record another four. Like, you yep. know, it, it, that mm -hmm. way it's like you look back and it's like, hey, this was like a moment in time where it's like, mm -hmm. hey, man, I remember like when we did this because it's just other than that. It's like I hate having songs that never get released because it's yeah, it's such a waste, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely, man. It's like a, it's like taking a snapshot of a point in your life and throwing it in the garbage you know and i i totally understand that point of view um but yeah it's like i so while we jay and i were in the middle of doing this omega make a blackout thing another everybody in the give ups name is jason except for me so this might get a little confusing wow so they're all jason yeah so it's like three jasons and me so just basically four j's um that guy floopy i was telling you about that i knew from riverhead suffolk you know, as I said, my life and his life really started to like mirror each other, the wife, kids, all that stuff. And like um, we would always toss around the idea of doing like a band where we just bitch about midlife stuff, you know, about like having to pay bills and like the kids not listening and having to do shit around the house all the time. when like, You just want to take a nap. And uh, we were going to call it midlife tricycle. Um, but as we talked more, like you know, it did kind of like seem to be more of a, a thing that we could do. And I already had that drummer, Jay Sternkoff. So we just were like, we could totally do like a hardcore punk band. Like I, you know, we all love early hardcore and uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a punk fan too. And it's it would it, be the, so cool to do something. The like EP, like, you know, we'll talk about the EP in a minute, obviously after you tell mm -hmm. um, very reminiscent of that. Very, it has a super yeah. classic feel to it. So yeah, you, you guys nailed nice. it. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, we're all like, I, I, I say like my singer and my bass player, those two guys have like the West coast cover. They like stuff like game face and like, you know, 
West Coast hardcore. And, you know, I'm, I'm like East Coast in England. You know, I like the heavier stuff like uh, Discharge and GBH, you know, Black Flag, Bad Brains, you know. And, uh, you know, they, the guys love Gorilla Biscuits and stuff. So we wanted to take all that and kind of like have a fun thing with that. Like not go crazy with songwriting, you know, like write catchy songs, but just get them done. Don't fuss over them too much. Yeah. And and that's that really turned out to be like a really good like working blueprint for us you know it really helped out and we were able to like crank out some stuff and i'm like wow we really really kind of got something here so the name of the ep is um god let me look it up i forgot death before decaf That's death it. before decaf let me just look real yeah. quick I'm, let me just pull it up <laughs> uh so how did like the songwriting process go like when you like because it's all about chemistry, you know, like you guys could be like friends and all that other shit. Yeah. Like as soon as like you start playing music, right. so people mesh well. So like how'd the chemistry go like at first? I was surprisingly good. It was really well. Like I had been in a band with Floopy back in the day with Rick Smith and Rich Capello called Lost in Thought. And Floopy was our bass player. And I knew he always had some really cool like out there ideas. And he kind of like always thought outside the box. And then when I heard him sing, I was like, wow, this dude's on to something, man. He's got a nice voice, you know, a really good voice for this style of music. So, and it all just kind of like, we all kind of have the same attitude, like fuck the ego. It's about the song, you yeah. know, like it's, you know, it doesn't matter if like I wrote this part and it doesn't get in like, and you know, that's another awesome thing too, is like usually in projects, I'm used to really writing a lot of the material myself with these guys. I really don't have to do that. Like they're awesome. The bass player writes He's an incredible guitar player, Jay Domkowski. And he writes a, he writes just as much riffs as I do for the songs. Um, Jay Bennett, Jay Floopy Bennett, our singer, like writes his own lyrics. And that was too, like in the beginning, the lyrics were going to be all joke around. Like on that, on that EP, you know, it's like death before decaf. That's like, you know, how you need coffee when you're in your forties to get through a day. Like you need that caffeine. Riff. You you ain't kidding. Uh, well, one, yeah, of the, one of the things that really stuck out to me uh, was on pierce my skin where he talks about mm -hmm. like getting old, you know, about yeah. like, cutting yeah. out and cutting back. I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm like, that's so like absolutely relatable. Like everything on here is yeah. super relatable, it, it, but especially that for me where it's like you do, you get older, it's like whatever it is, like uh, you drink less beer, you do less drugs, you eat yeah. less, you eat less hamburgers, you know? So right, it's like, right. it's like, all right, I guess everyone's all like old and responsible now. So you got to like cut back on this stuff and uh, yeah. you get to, you know, put it out and sing about it. Um, so th there's five songs. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the cover. Who who does on the cover? Uh, that's a secret. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. No, Banks. Just, it's uh, Banksy. It's not Banksy, but it's it's uh it's you know it's it's cool. I I love it. It's exactly what we were looking for, and we were able to create it and come up with it. So. Okay. I can just leave it at that for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> eventually, um, when the artist uh, decides to be known, then uh, then we'll talk. But, but this, yeah, sorry this, about that. This is a perfect uh, hardcore, uh, you know, punk length. Five songs, you know, just mm -hmm. uh, just under eleven minutes. Mm -hmm. um, Death before decaf, big business, blue collar blues, super relatable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pierce my skin and honeydew, which is. I, it might be my favorite on the record um, <laughs> because I feel like it there's something about the riff and like the mm. melody. It's like 
I feel like it just kicks extra ass at the end, which is good to have that closing song out. Um, yeah. So how how did uh how did like uh let, let let you know let me pick your brain like how did Honeydew come about as far as songwriting? Uh, we we had always talked about you know it's it's kind of like it's tongue in cheek because it's it's basically making fun of ourselves because we're just. When you get to be this age, you know, the tired always creeps in, but there's always shit to do around the house, around the apartment. Around. <laughs> yeah. There's always something to do. And it's like, you know, you, you you develop this like resentment for all the shit that has to get done. But we all know it's got to get done. Like, you know, it, it, it's a partnership when you're married. And like, and if you ain't holding up your end of the deal, man, it's like you're slacking. And so that's one thing Jay and I always talked about. And it was a joke. Like we would always talk about like writing a, a song about, you know, having to do shit around the house. So that's how that came about. Um, and my, my bass player, uh, Jay Domkowski had some awesome riffs and that was the first song we actually wrote. We just sat down and like the way I, the way that all, all of us wanted it to be, we wanted to write one song in one practice. We, want, we didn't want it to take more than, to write the song and the song's length actually is. Hey, that's a great goal. I mean, honestly, yeah. it's, it's especially, you know, like, like you said, there's something uh, like when people, you know, were like, talk to me, it's like, you know, they're like, how do you write so many songs? I always tell them the same thing. I don't really go make it a point to write a hard song. Mm -hmm. Like if I have three chords and like a really cool chorus, yep. mm -hmm. like that's it. Like, I'm not like, I don't need to like, throw in like uh i don't need to like throw in some weird time signature and mm -hmm. ble yo bless anyone who does but I'm, I'm out here just trying to put songs out you know <laughs> yeah no definitely man it's a great that's that's a great way of writing songs you know you listen to your songs that you write with playing dead and like there's room for the vocals yeah. there's room for the all yeah. the hooks that you put in there and yeah. that's another thing too is like you know pushing our egos aside or pushing my ego aside to like let the song kind of like do its own thing you know, leaving room for the hooks instead of trying to force a hook. Yeah. So, you know, it, it definitely my songwriting ability, you know, was was garbage for a long, long time. Yeah, and then I, as I started getting into my 30s, I, I was able to do it. I started doing it a little better. And I feel I feel you on that, man. I real I feel like. God, that's so, you know, I've been coming to the realization now where it's like. I feel comfortable enough now as even at this age, like at fucking 44, it yeah. was, it wasn't till like maybe like three, four years ago where I'm like, I think I know how to write a song now before yeah. then it was like, I could write a song, but there was like, when I listened back to it, it's like, Oh, I should have done this different. And like, as I, I, I feel like I finally got like something clicked. I, I don't know what, or maybe it's just like the, the inner, happiness about it you know even though i'll always pick yes. it apart but the, like it just took this long to figure out like okay i think i kind of know how to do this now yeah yeah no, definitely man yeah. i always looked up to you though like i you know you used to write songs like complete songs you write in a very holistic way and I, I always looked up to you even you said you know you just got good at it in the past three years but i'm talking like 20 25 years ago when i first met you and like yeah. seeing you playing your different acts I'm like, damn, I, I, you know, I envy dudes like that that can write music. Like, I would just write my guitar parts and hope to God somebody could sing over them. Listen, you know, it, but, it, it yeah. worked out very well for you. You know, you're yeah, fucking, thank you. You're pretty goddamn amazing. So thank so, you, so, man. I appreciate that. I, I love, you know, to me, it's like I feel like it's still like this, uh, like 
family crew gang. So whenever people come back out of retirement, I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. my God, I'm like, this is so great. You know, so like you guys have your yeah. first show coming up with the ice cold killers uh, shout yes. out to shout, shout out to matt legrady like he just texted yes, from yes. the ice cold killers so he just texted me like maybe like two hours ago with a flyer for the show without a word he just sends it to me via text yeah. and i'm yeah. thinking like he's he's not on facebook he's not on like he's on no social media <laughs> so he's still kind of doing it like that way and I just like look at it and it wasn't even like cropped properly. It was just like a profile picture. And I was like, yeah. are you trying to tell me something? And he's like, oh, yeah, oh you know, uh, trying, you know, just, uh, we're playing. And I'm like, I know. I'm like, Joe and Joe push the show on Instagram. I they like they they handle this. So it was just like the funniest thing. Like he's like he sends me some like. Yeah. Like like picture. And I'm like, I I'll, I'll fucking be there 100 percent. So um, <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So. Not only do you so it's it's Joe obviously from your old band, um, mm -hmm. and then the grudge holder uh, connection as well, right? Like, uh, is it Tom Tom's new band or something? No, it's not Tom. It's uh, it's Ed Lally who is actually in uh, Slapshot. Okay, you know as well as okay. grudge holder. Okay, so um, yeah, uh, Ed Ed's an awesome dude. I've known him from yeah. And uh, who else is on the? What? So it's the Ice Cold Killers. Uh, who who else is on the show? Welch Boys. Okay. Yeah, the Welch Boys. That's uh, Ed Lally from uh, Slapshot and uh, and Grudge Holder. That's his new band, which they're awesome. They're just amazing. I, I highly recommend anybody check them out. Uh, another band that I'm just recently familiar with called the the Car Bomb Parade. Yeah, um, and they're yes. a really good hardcore band, punk. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the, the the lead singer's definitely got some style, which is awesome. And uh, yes. and then there's just little us. We're gonna open up the show, actually. So very cool. Yeah. Um, so man, uh, like, what does it feel like? You know, like it's your first show. Oh. It's, not, it's not really your first <laughs> show. Like, are you guys like? Obviously, you're excited, but like, it's your new band's first show. So what's that like now? Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Like we're getting to practice more and. uh I love playing live. Like I always tell people I'm more at home on stage than I am like, you know, in my normal life, I'm just more comfortable up there. And, you know, I, I love it. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. It's a little nerve wracking though. Like, you know, your physicality of doing it when you're in your twenties and thirties, you can just get up there and just like jump around and act like an idiot and like no fuss, no muss. Now yeah. it's like, you know, three songs in and we're all like, <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, you're, you're telling never meant to be an old man's game. You're telling me and yeah. by, like I'm winded by the yeah. fourth song. I'm like, damn, how many we got left? Um, yeah. but, and I'll tell you this. Like, yeah, but I've been trying and I never. Mm -hmm. So like listening to Joe Rubino sing, like it's like pretty amazing. Like did did like mm -hmm. the whole time you're in a band with him? Like, did mm -hmm. he ever like sing like that? Did anyone ever knew? Yeah. Yeah, no, I knew he could sing. I, I wanted him when when Jet Black was uh, was breaking up because Dave had you know helmet going on. I wanted to go on as a three piece with Joe singing, and uh, he just wasn't into it. He wasn't feeling it. Interesting. Yeah. And, uh, he always had this thing for vocals. You know, he, he he writes really good vocal hooks and stuff, and he's write, he's written a lot of vocals for the bands that we've been in. And even in Jet Black, too, he wrote a lot of the, the vocal melodies and stuff. But, yeah, definitely with Ice Cold Kills, it's good to see him stepping out on his own and, and like, fronting a band. Yeah, absolutely crushing yeah. it, too. Like, I just, I, I remember, 
like we would send, you know, we send each other shit. And then like, he sent me that, like when he had the old guitar player, the first one. Yes. Uh, and I was just like, man, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is pretty fucking good. You cocksucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you just like, definitely awesome. Definitely. Your, stuff. So your connection to grudge holder, you know, cause obviously our mutual friend, Paul, like where, yes. did, where did that all stem from? That all stemmed like from the mid nineties. We used to play this, uh, this club in Rhode Island, Providence, Rhode Island, it was called Club Babyhead, which was the CBGBs of Rhode Island. Like anybody who's anybody in punk metal, you played there and it was awesome. It was a dive with amazing sound. Um, and one night we got put on a bill with a couple of Boston bands and they were on it. And it was just like we met those dudes and it was like meeting our long lost brothers. Like they're like blood and they have been since that night. Since like, then, yeah. Yeah, we used to go up to Boston, even if we didn't have any shows, we would constantly trade shows with them. They would come down to Long Island, stay with us. We'd go up there, stay with them. But then there was even times when we're like, neither band had any shows booked. And we'd just go up there for the weekend just to hang out with them. And they would come down or just to hang with us. And like, you know, that's how Paul kind of like got his whole thing with like being, you know, a New York guy now, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, he met he met Dana, Dana yeah. and yeah, Dana's awesome and, and the 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 media company they have it's it's yeah so I that's just, how we know Paul though yeah i just went to their like 15 year anniversary thing at the brooklyn monarch which is like a trip because me and paul were in a band together a long time ago yes we, we yeah the passenger, passenger always dies. dies yeah man for sure <laughs> so but yeah. uh shout out to to you know billy dark bill yes I, I talk to you every day he sends yep, me the, yep. says he sends me the best memes on the planet yes so. <laughs> yes he is the king of memes um, yeah yeah he's actually gonna come out to that show so it'll be great to see him i love him he's like he's doing the same shit too you know he's raising a family and he's yeah. like you know older guy like us and he's just you know he knows he's still, good he's got those still oh, funny as fuck oh my god i love that dude yeah. yeah, they were all great. They were all great. We were like we were like brothers, man. There was like 30 of us that were just incredibly tight. The guys from Boston and us. And it was like we didn't play shows without each other for a while. So that's how I know Paul. You know, those dudes are just great. Very cool. So, yeah. uh, um, all right, man. Anything else that you want to fucking talk about? Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, like I, I'm, I'm not sure if there's, you know, like we, we covered the yeah. album. We covered the show um do you, do you have any new stuff like uh like when did you release the ep the ep was released um i'm gonna say like in november sometime i'm so bad i don't remember uh it's actually i have yeah. it here it's october yeah. october okay so yeah that do you I'm have gonna, any new stuff yes we do we have uh we have about we did that little five song ep we're gonna do another five song ep right after the show oh how so, how, how is recording though by the way like where'd you go okay so that's the trick uh our our bass player Jadem Kowski has built himself a sick little home studio in his house, so we record there, you know. And it's just like it's definitely you know price wise right up our alley because hell yeah, you know nobody. It's a lot of money to record these days. It's nuts. You're telling me, yeah. So like we do this and it like you know we get that raw sound and it's like we don't have to like spend and you know we don't have to spend an arm and a leg for it i'm gonna tell you off the air what we're about mm. to spend oh god i can only imagine <laughs> i, I can don't want imagine. i don't want i don't want anyone listening to judge me <laughs> no 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 but you know you're in a band man you guys are still active you're still out there doing it you know but yeah the prices of everything is just 
unbelievable right now. In-house is great. In-house is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. so, so as far as like recording went, like, um, everything went smooth because like, that's the one thing about being in a band that I don't like, I like the writing. Mm. I like the birth of the song. Right. Yeah. I like, I like, I like taking a song and being like, oh shit, we just need one chord. I got to figure out what that one chord is to make the song cool. I love that yeah. part. The, 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 yeah. the, the pieces of the puzzle. I love writing and I stuff, love yeah. performing it. Man, Absolutely. do I hate recording it. Me too. Me okay. too. And 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 all four of us in this band have had prior experiences with, you know, nightmares in the studio. I could go on all night about crazy stories, but um we just decided that we we're going to try and do this as simply as possible and our uh our bass player, you know, his production method is basically like he really wants to get everything in one take cuz he wants to get that live sound. So that's basically how we did it. You know, we got as much as possible in one take, as much live as we love could. Love it. Yeah. I, and, it, um, feels, it feels yeah, so then, natural you know, that's, that way. It feels very natural yes, that way. Yes, it does. Like, and it's, it's you know, we were looking. For... Is there a lag? Absolutely. There's probably and a lag, we, right? You know, <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Okay, I'm talking yeah, yeah. to you five seconds ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we're going to, but we're going to do this one a little bit with, you know, we're going to take a little bit more time with this next one. And because we kind of like know each other better as musicians and we're really like the chemistry is really starting to work, starting to kick in now. So, you know, we take a little bit more time with stuff, but we'll we'll definitely get it out. We'll bang it out. It's still going to be, you know, that rough roll. We wanted it to sound like like a demo, you know, it's like a demo from like 1991 or 89 or something, you know, and that's. Uh, I think I genuinely think that you did that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I genuinely like when I listened to it, it sounded like you could have told me like you this is a cassette from like 1987. Like it really yeah, just what, it had that feel. That's what we were looking for. I think there's the one thing though is like I really feel that there's a more like genuine kind of feel behind it because like we're singing songs about being middle aged and like shit that we're actually going through like having actually something to cry about instead of like, you know, I look back in my twenties and I was in hardcore bands and I was like, dude, we were all living in our mom's basements. Like what the, what the fuck did we have to cry about? Like, you know, street life and this, that, the other thing. Yeah. That's all well and good. But like now it's like, you know, we have songs about having to pay fucking taxes and, you know, and, and having to frigging take medications to keep yourself alive, you know? Yeah. So there's like yeah. that more, I feel like there's more of like a heartfelt kind of like angst and it's an amazing outlet. It, it really like, uh, you know, like listening to the EP, there was, like I said, a lot of that relatable stuff, you know, where it's like you the, it, like everything that, that that he was singing about, like, it's like, yeah, I get it. Obviously, I whether or not I could, uh, you know, say that same happened to me or whatever, that's different. But mm. it's like I, I completely get it, you know, like and this is like, uh, yeah. it's like when I listen to like fucking Nas's like new album. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah, and I'm thinking like he's like a 50 year old guy rapping, but what he's rapping about is like a 50 year old rapping. Like he's just yeah, yeah. everything he's talking about is like okay, yeah, like this is yeah, okay, I get it. This you're talking yeah. like basically everything that a 50 year old rapper would say, you know? Yeah, exactly. You got it. You got to write from what you know, and then you got to keep it genuine. You got to keep it real, and you know, it's 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 that's why it's really natural. Like I said, we kind of started out as like a joke band, but now. Uh, lyrically, we are definitely moving in a in a in a more sincere 
uh, direction. You know, like not like we're not trying to change the world or anything, but our songs are gearing are, are, are dealing more with politics and personal health and keeping your 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 family safe. You know, it, it kind of started out as a joke. And now, you know, we're actually starting to write about stuff that we really care about. And that's really dear to our hearts. I love it. Yeah. And uh, so, like, let's say let's say you could put together like an imaginary, you know, show that you guys could jump on from like older bands. Like what are two bands, you know, from from whatever era you want to pick that you think you would love to play a show with? Just two. Like that's all right, it. Just, just all right. So like, all right. So here we go. On, we let's a, have a twenty band matinee. We got, we got, we got a four band show. You know, right. and uh, you know, and 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 you're gonna pick the three regardless. It could be Jimi Hendrix if you want. So yeah. God. No, it would definitely for this band. It would be Black Flag. Yes. Um, it would be uh, Discharge from the UK, like the '80s era. Um, and Gorilla Biscuits. You know, oh. like I think. Yeah, I think that would be a sick show where like people would get us, especially everybody who grew up in that hardcore era that's now, you know, pushing 50, you know, it'd be a it'd be a home run. <laughs> well, listen, Gorilla Biscuits just announced two shows, so maybe by the yeah. end of the year you guys could link up. Yeah, we're going to have to we're going to have to play a couple more shows and uh, get our name out there a little bit better, but yeah. I appreciate you uh giving us this opportunity Absolutely. to do so. Absolutely. And uh yes. I know also Black Flag is doing some shows at St. Vitus. Yeah, I think they're doing like the My War album. Shit. Uh, they're doing some cool stuff, but it obviously it's only Greg Ginn. But as a guitar player yeah. growing up, like you would never know, but like Greg Ginn was like a really big deal to me. Like when I would listen, of to course, him, when I would listen to him play it, I, I don't know what it was. It was just so ugly, but it was yeah. awesome to me. Yeah. Like when I heard that, I was like, oh, like, like people played major chords and that was cool. Like bar chord. That was fun. But like when I would hear him or even like some of like the stuff that mm-hmm. uh, Kurt Cobain was doing on like uh, Bleach and stuff or Incesticide, mm-hmm. it was just mm-hmm. ugly. Sonic Youth, yes. like they would just play yes. these things where it's like uh, yeah. a normal brain would be like, oh, he's playing the wrong notes. I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> like, like Drive Like Jehu, like stuff like yes. that. Yes. Oh my God. Like Drive Like Jehu. Yeah. So good, man. You yeah, know, yeah. I love I love negative negative approach would be another band I'd have to put on that bill. Like, yeah, that's definitely a huge influence on what we're doing. But, yeah, I agree with you. Like the that Black Flag stuff, like the dissonance that they yeah. were able to pull with the, the like the power of hard rock. Like, you know, you can hear some MC5 shit in Black Flag. Absolutely. And and it's just, you know, the like raw aggression. Yeah. Yeah. I, I and all the singers and, too. You know, like, we're trying to capture a little bit of that with, with what we're doing now. All like I liked all the singers. Like it's, I, you know, I think yeah. he, I think Keith Morris was uh, the best. I think, but like I can mm. listen to like any era of that stuff. Um, yeah. But uh, cool, John. I guess I'll see you at the <laughs> show. Definitely, man. Thank you so much for having us on. Check us yeah. out on the media. You know, yeah. Give I, ups. Oh, the link tree. I got the link. Yes. Like, right. It's funny because you sent me like eight links. I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know what I did? You know what I did? I, I, I made a text with my band and I said uh, I, I, on our text band, our, our band chat, I'm like, do you guys know how to do link tree? And uh, my my singer was like, like, oh, like this. And then he made one and I sent it right over to you. Like okay. we never had one of those before. Well, yeah. That, yeah. that's funny because the Spotify, <laughs> you know, whoever put the Spotify together did a really good job because you guys have that's visuals. Jay. Yeah, that's Floopy. 
Yeah, so he has the visuals attached to the songs, whether it's like the coffee or whatever, which is pretty cool. I, I don't even think we have that, I, to be honest with you, you know. Um, so he's uh, he's he's got his shit down. So good for him. Yeah, Floopy's a creative guy, man. He's a good dude. Good, good guy. You need a Voltron when it comes to a band. A lot, yes, a lot, man. A lot of times it's only like, you know, like, I mean, I think I probably do a bunch of shit, but, uh, you know, every yeah. now and then. You know, we need the, the audio video guy. Yeah, that's what you got to yep. got to do next. Make a video. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to do. I'm hoping that uh, I get to see Paul Travers and he could just shoot a video on his phone and we'll be number one the next day. So, he's <laughs> yeah, he's doing our next video. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah, for sure. So um, he's cool. uh, yeah, he's he's great. I love that, dude. Yeah, for sure. Um, John, man, thanks for hanging out. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I don't know. You want to tell me your favorite TV show of the year or something? <laughs> Remember the last, uh, man, I'm the, the last time you were on, like Parker picked uh, Boardwalk Empire as his favorite. Yes, show? first of the of that year, seven years late. I love that dude. Parker's the best. Oh yeah. my god, he does. Not yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really think we. My wife and I've been watching a lot of movies and stuff like that, but like. uh what TV you, wise, we just, no, no. Give uh, give me some movies. If you watch movies, tell tell me some good right, shit you put, that you've seen. You put me on the spot. Something I saw really. You know me. I'm. I'm of course. I'm going to bend your ear about sci-fi. Yeah. Um, it's this movie called Vesper that came out last year, and it's just one of the grittiest, most imaginative post-apocalyptic movies I've ever seen. It's like it's. I've never seen anything like it, and it's a very different vision of dysto- uh, dystopia. So I definitely recommend that to anybody who's like into sci-fi and stuff, and you know. But there's you, a couple of movies we watched that were. Did you well, like? Everybody loved it. Oh, did you like Possessor? Did you watch that? I didn't so, see that. No, I didn't see. So that. that's some really good sci-fi stuff, man. Um, mm. so that that's a uh, 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 David Cronenberg's son, Brandon. Like, okay. He, so he made that movie. It's up on Hulu, and it's mm-hmm. fucking mind blowing. Like, it's yeah. just it's, so it's like um they're hitmen but in order to get close to their targets they possess someone else's body so they oh, jump shit. they jump into a a a, a, a target uh, they jump uh, like next to like you know whoever's closest to a target and then from there they kind of like z- zoom right back and then leave like the the person whose body they took to take the charge um mm-hmm. it's like yo it's it's bugged out it's really good i definitely will check that out i definitely that, will yeah we're always looking for a good movie it's sci-fi right there Hulu, so but yeah uh, yeah uh cool yeah man fucking yeah. rock and roll uh definitely one other thing i wanted to plug and let you guys know about that i think is ultra cool is um my bass player has this surf rock instrumental thing going on called the 1911s it's like dick dale meets the straight jackets low straight jackets it's like really, really cool. 1911? Like, yeah, and you can spell that out in one word. The 1911s. Okay. Um, really, really cool shit. Instrumental. He's got some stuff coming out on comps. He's anywhere you can stream. You can get his music, you know, Apple, Spotify, all Text that me. Just text me. Text me one of the links. I'll put it mm-hmm. up on the episode with like the with the band link. Uh, and then so when I drop the episode on Monday, it'll it'll all be there. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. So, you know, I'm very proud of him for doing that. He's got a lot of cool stuff coming out with that, too. So, you know, it's it, it's all stuff to look forward to. Definitely. Absolutely. It's going to be a good year. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. So what do you got. When is your uh, when is your stuff coming out? Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't want to know. Uh, yeah. All right. So 
we try to do like five songs every six months. That's that was the pace <laughs> that we were we were working at. This last record um, got very held up. Our engineer was having, you know, a lot of like, you know, home uh, issues, you know, yep. very, very serious stuff. Like, so yeah. it's 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 not anyone's fault. It's it's just the universe being unfair mm-hmm. to, to someone. But the record is finally starting to like trickle out. So that's that's the one where Mark uh, from Take, uh, Taking Back Sunday did the drums on. So he played yes. drums on yes. the whole EP. We put out that single in October. We have a new single like the, I'm listening to the mixes now. And I don't yeah. know. If, I don't know if you guys do the same thing, but like, you know, someone's always like, hey, uh, can you like raise the, you know, like there's always yeah. like this one yeah. thing. So uh, I, you know, it's just to make everyone happy, man. That's all I want to do. I, I want to make yeah. our, our guitarist happy. I want to make our keyboard player happy. I want to make the engineer happy. Yeah. But uh, not Dave Cassell. No, no. Dave. Fuck I, Dave. Kind of <laughs> never Dave. 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 Dave's really good at eating spoonfuls of shit. Um, <laughs> so we have we have about fourteen new songs that we're gonna like litter through the year. Yeah. Um, and uh, man, that's it, man. Just you know, we have a lot of really cool shows uh we have some really cool shows that i guess i can't announce just yet uh, mm-hmm. and then that's it man just everything is about having fun you know yeah. everything that we do is about having fucking fun you know everyone works during the week we just want to go have fun when we can yep absolutely that's that's 100 especially at this age that's what it's about man you know, got to have an outlet, got to have fun. I am so looking forward to getting back into it. Even if we only play like five or six shows a year, doesn't matter. I'm happy with that. It doesn't yeah. matter because like you're the whole time you're creating, you're, 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 you're mm-hmm. recording riffs. Like, you know, you're still kind of hanging out. Um, Even if you do, we are, you play five local shows, whatever. It's, it's just really about, mm-hmm. like, you know, you make a video, uh, you, you fucking make another record and that's it. It's, it's like. There's something to life, I think, when you find something that you're super passionate about that just makes everything really cool. Yeah, man, it is. It definitely is. It, it adds depth. And, you know, that's what I try to instill in my kids, too. Like, you know, school's cool and everything, but like, you know, try to have something else outside of that, you know, yeah. you know, and try to try, try to try to get involved in some some music or stuff, you know, something like that. You know, so, I agree. Definitely passion is passion is big um mm-hmm. all right cool. it's healthy healthy <laughs> it's the only it's the only healthy thing i have <laughs> yeah me too That's man it. so uh cool yeah so i'll see you on the 21st and thanks yes. for hanging out with me man thank you sam it was so awesome thank you for having me let me come on and stuff i appreciate it i'll see you soon take care brother be good Bye.